You're listening to Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun, a Utah Lake Commission podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun podcast. My name is Sam Brager, your podcast host. And in today's episode, we have Eric Ellis, our executive director, back on again. Eric, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Sam. We uh, wanted to get together the two of us because this is somewhat of a unique episode. And what I mean by that is in the past, we've discussed uh, topics with Eric anywhere from work that the commission's doing to other topics related to the lake. But today's topic is uh, how things are going to continue to move forward at the lake. And what I mean by that is the commission um, created back in 2007 is coming to an end. I know that's going to sound sad for a second. And yes, I did just say it that way to make you feel sad. Um, But that's because a new agency has been created to replace the Utah Lake Commission. So today's episode, we're going to talk about how that's working. Um, This new agency is going to be called the Utah Lake Authority. And Eric um, has stayed very close to this whole process and is well informed on it. Um, And I'm sure he's going to offer some great insight for our listeners on how this process is going to work and and what uh, our expectations are for the future of Utah Lake. So, Eric, I think we should probably start on giving some background, now that I probably confused everybody by saying the commission's going away and there's other agencies coming in. So, if you could, help us out with kind of some background. I know we can talk, obviously, about HB 232. Um, help them understand the bill and also the purpose, really, in uh, Representative Brammer's efforts in creating that bill. Yeah, so it's been probably two and a half years now, if not three, uh, that we've been working with Representative Brammer. Uh, as commission members and and as staff uh, to identify essentially kind of our wish list. What what would, if we could kind of rework how the Utah Lake Commission functions, uh, what would be the ideal? And in HB 232 and its predecessor that that kind of started the, the Utah Lake Authority is really the culmination of that effort. And so uh, Representative Brammer worked with not just the commission, but with dozens of of interested Utah Lake uh, folks. Uh, in fact, a, a task force was created, and and it had something like six hundred years of Utah yeah, Lake experience. I heard it was some crazy number. Uh, and and they kind of everybody weighed in and 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 clarified issues and and pushed out points that were going to cause problems politically or what have you. And landed on what became HB 232, which is a essentially Utah Lake Commission 2.0. It's, it is not intended to suggest that the Utah Lake Commission was bad, but rather it, it pulled the, the best of the best from uh, the Utah Lake Commission as far as procedures and capabilities and added some, some critical elements to, to really make it more effective going forward. I think it's interesting that we we always make that point with people. That's I actually take that phrase from you when I'm talking with people and call it the Utah Lake Commission 2.0, because I think some people in the beginning were really concerned that this was some attempt to ruin the commission or the efforts or to change it or take control in some way. And really, uh, it was developed in such a way, as, as you mentioned, that it was very collaborative um, a lot of revisions. I can't even count how many revisions he took. I mean, he showed us this binder. I remember at one of our meetings that was just chalk. I, I'm guessing hundreds of pages of people's edits that they sent him from that task force. And so I, I really applaud. I, I think we both really applaud Representative Brammer and the others that were involved in that process and are grateful for it. Um, but 
uh, as you mentioned, this is something that just got passed this year. So help people understand, yes, the, the authority is the Utility Commission 2.0. I know that we have a couple, you know, two or three big things that we talk with about people to help them understand what's different about the authority versus the commission. Yeah. So as far as differences, uh, the, the biggest difference right up front is that the Utilic Authority is funded through an ongoing state appropriation uh, that magnifies our budget from what it is today to probably four times that size. Uh, it also makes it so that rather than kind of the interlocal uh, setup that we have today with the Utah Lake Commission, where each of our members are contributing on an annual basis, we just have one state appropriation uh, once a year, and then we have a slightly more tight-knit uh, governing board uh, made up of a mix of uh, municipalities like we have today, some state entities, uh, kind of the, just these key members. There's 15 members on the board. We get some uh, business input through a chamber representative. Uh, and that really acts as the guide for how we best implement uh, improvement on Utah Lake. Awesome. Now, I know uh, listeners might not be aware, but the Utah Lake Authority was officially effective, if you will, from the state legislature's point of view um, on July 1st. And so we had our first board meeting at the end of July here uh, just last week with those board members to kind of kick things off and begin discussions on setting up the authority. Um, so, Eric, I think it'd be good if we share with everybody some of maybe the talking points that were discussed in that meeting. Um, I was just pulling up our agenda to review to make sure I didn't miss something from it. <laughs> um, but I know one of the, the, you know, some of the stuff discussed at the meeting was really basic stuff, right? Like bylaws and setting up the process of the board um, and handling elections for the first time, which um, for those listening, the the first chair uh, of the Utah Lake Authority will be uh, Mayor Julie Fulmer representing the city of Vineyard. And uh, vice chair will be Mayor Kafusi, uh, Mayor Michelle Kafusi from the city of Provo, um, that will be the beginning chair and vice chair of the agency. So I know we did some kind of you know boring bylaws that kind of stuff, but we also had some really important discussions too. Um, one I know we talked about was uh, preparing for a request for proposal for a comprehensive management plan. Can you talk a little bit more for listeners about what that comprehensive management plan is? You know why it's dictated by HB two thirty two and and, and where, where we're at with that process. Yeah, absolutely. The The comprehensive management plan, the idea behind that is I'm sure that we will rely heavily on the general plan that was used by the commission. But what we're hoping for is to really nail down what are the top priorities uh, for the Utah Lake Authority to work on over the next five years, 10 years, and into the future. Uh, and to lay out a, a plan, having a budget in place that we can... Uh, methodically go through uh, strategic improvements that are needed on the lake based on feedback from our existing governing board. So we'll we'll put together based on the legislation uh, a request for proposals that can lay out a management plan that that has been articulated well in that in that statute, and then we'll start working with a a consultant. Uh, that will collaborate with not only our board, but also will bring in opinions and ideas from other interest groups uh, to develop that uh, plan in such a way that it it allows us to be as effective as possible at making improvements on the lake. 
Okay. So kind of for people listening, I think it's maybe comparable to like a city's master plan yeah. um, where they're trying to you know project out into the future. This is what we expect is going to happen. This is our plan, which you can then follow. So there's a comprehensive approach instead of just reacting to situations as they occur. Right? Ex- exactly. And, and it, so much stress is put on the utilization of that plan that that no budgeting, no implementation takes place from the Utah Lake Authority until that plan has been formulated, approved, uh, and disseminated among all of the, our our members in the county here. So, so that will be the day that we start to implement as the Utah Lake Authority, and really, uh, that will be uh, approximately the time that we dissolve the Utah Lake Commission. Uh, but in the meantime, we continue to operate as the Utah Lake Commission simultaneous to standing up and creating this Utah Lake Authority. Sure. And I think that's an important point to note, too, is that, uh, you know, I kind of teased at the beginning the commission was going away, but it, it is a process, right? I know that we set our budget to try and make sure that all of the things that the commission has been working on currently still are going to happen and going to be finished up and, and or handed over to the authority to continue, hopefully with as seamlessly a po- uh, process as possible, right? Um, as you mentioned, the authority can't start work until that plan's approved, which I think is April of next year, if I remember correctly, uh, yeah. 2023. Um, and the commission in the bill says it needs to be dissolved no later than May of 2023, which I think obviously was designed with good thought and process to make sure there was that handoff, right? Um I think uh, with what you mentioned, too, it'd it'd be interesting uh, talking with people Uh, in the meeting. Another topic we had was kind of next steps. Um, One uh, that Eric just barely brought up, which I guess we'll jump to that first, was that the commission is going to be continuing work. Um, For instance, uh, we've talked recently on the podcast about the Lakewide Marina Camera Network, that that's being finalized right now. Um, The launching of the Life Jacket Loaner Program um, and the operation of that program moving forward. I mean, there's other projects, too, like Fragmites Removal, that I know we're we're just within days, uh, if not a week maybe, of getting started on the... uh, aerial herbicide application. So all those things are going to continue to move forward. Um, one thing I'd love to hear from you, Eric, uh, you've uh, been with the commission, what, it's almost seven years, seven years now. Awesome. Well, thank you again for your service. Um, how are you feeling with this transition with the commission's going, you know, I'd like to say the commission's going out with a bang, right? How, how do you see that transitioning? So as, as far as a transition, uh, our plan is to uh, not have a slow startup when we when we initiate the Utah Lake Authority, but to hit the road, uh, hit the ground running. Uh, we have plans to uh, bolster our Phragmites program. So we're this sometime this year. We'll use kind of the remainder of our budget to purchase a new Marshmaster, so that we have a fleet of three through the county. Uh, oftentimes, uh, one of those machines will have. Uh, issues or need some uh, maintenance done. And typically the county does not like sending one of those out at a time because they have a tendency to get stuck or lost or what have you. Not so much lost, but, but, but they work, they work best. Yes. They work best in tandem. And so at a minimum, we will always have two that are up and running that can be out there functioning and it'll avoid some of the downtime that we've experienced in the past when we have one that breaks down and is out of commission for a few weeks this will allow us to essentially all year round have somebody have a crew out there working on the lake, um, mowing, crushing uh, the the dead Phragmites, and and then they will be set up to do treatments and and also to seed uh, with native seeds uh, that we 
find are are really responding well in certain areas and we're just targeting those for for getting the active restoration done. Awesome. So a lot of the great projects um, and efforts are going to continue moving forward with the commission over the next year and be handed off to the authority. As far as other next steps with the authority, I know one that was brought up at the meeting was the boundary map. Um, That's a requirement in HB 232, right? Can you tell more about that? Yeah. So there has been decades of work uh, completed through forestry, fire and state lands to settle boundaries uh, between the sovereign land portion of the lake bed and adjacent landowners, typically farmers, but there's there's a an array of landowners, state, federal, and even local um, government landowners around the lake. And so, completing that, there's just a few few last last few details on boundary settlements that they're completing, and then that that represents compromise or the high water mark as settled. And we will use that as our boundary for the Utah Lake Authority. We will also work on setting up a project boundary map. And that would be something more along the lines of maybe a half mile or a mile away from the edge of the lake. So that we have the capability to partner with communities and do lakeshore enhancements, uh, tributary enhancements and so forth. Uh, that will greatly benefit uh, the user experience when they when someone comes and visits the lake. Awesome. And I know in other next steps we talked about, um, there were some things like, uh, you know, right now we're kind of in the nitty gritty of getting accounts set up and um, getting the bylaws finished. And I'm sure listeners aren't too excited to listen to any of that. Um, but is there any other uh, next steps that we're working on right now that might be of interest to listeners? Uh, I would just say, you know, Setting up a new entity, even a government entity, it's it's kind of surprising to discover that that bureaucracy can hit us too. And so we've been working to to get the this entity set up and and it and it's a surprisingly tedious process. So we're working hard to get that done. Uh, bank accounts, uh, tax ID information. Uh, but even figuring out what what do we call ourselves as a government entity is is unique when you work with you know the federal system versus the state system. Uh, so it's been an interesting learning learning process for us. Uh, but that again, that's that's pretty tedious stuff, not overly interesting. Uh, we need to get the, all of that set up before we can get the appropriation directed to the Utah Lake Authority. So that sits with the Governor's Office of Economic opportunity. Uh, and they're set up to transfer that over. So we're just kind of working through our our side of things on on getting that set up. Well, then once that's done, then we've got the funding to go with the RFP as we've got that ready, which we're working on right now, right? Which are kind of our two big things. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I know I know that uh, it's it might not seem super exciting right now. We wanted to make sure we we kind of loop people in as this process begins. As we mentioned, we just had our first board meeting. Um, right now, the plan is to have uh, board meetings every other month um, and calling additional meetings as needed um, as these kinds of things move forward with the RFP and such. Um, so September will be the next month, and we'll make sure we have links to the section on the Utah Lake Authority on our website. So the website will stay the same, utahlake.org, um, but there will be a slow migration over to the Utah Lake Authority. So for right now on our homepage, uh, there's a tab at the top that says Utah Lake Authority, you hover over it. And there are two pages, one um, about the membership of the board, and the other page is about meetings. So you could go there um, to check out the information, the agenda and such once it's up for the September meeting. Um, We'll also make sure we include the YouTube um, 
video, which is the video recording of this most recent meeting. So anybody who wants to listen in more and, and hear the discussion on the various points, um, that's an option as well. Um, but with with you, Eric, I'd love um, as kind of one of our, our last things here on our, our brief episode today is just talking about a little bit about teasers, about the future of what we're, we're seeing coming eventually, right? Um, and if it's okay with you, I, I'd love to start. Um, Absolutely. One that obviously I've worked on uh, as a part of this podcast and other efforts is outreach uh, to the community has been a core tenant of my responsibilities. Um, and one thing in particular that we have high hopes for with the authority um, is the idea of uh, in-lake or on-lake programming. And what I mean by that is uh, a lot of people have commented and provided feedback that there's nothing to do at the lake, right? There's not an event or an activity or a class they can go to. And there are pretty limited options. Um, I think there might be one city that's running a, a youth fishing program, possibly at the lake. Um, there are some third-party events that happen down there. Like I know uh, Lyndon Marina has hosted a movie on the water before. And if you haven't heard me talk about that, yes, they watched Jaws while sitting on inner tubes in the marina. So hopefully you get a chuckle out of that. Um, but there's not been a lot of great options. So one thing that uh, personally I'm, I'm excited to uh, find ways to involve in, in the Lake Authority's uh, efforts is partnering more with cities and other groups to be able to offer more at the lake, to offer programs and classes and tours and uh, competitions and tournaments, various things at the lake so that people have more to go down to. Um, I know that you and I have, Eric, and have talked about this a lot, that once somebody has a good experience at Utah Lake, their whole paradigm shifts. They have something else to talk about and think about when somebody, you know, makes a joke about the algae or some comment about the history of the lake or, you know, carp stink or whatever it may be. These These quips that we see all the time that then they're ready to say, well, no, I, I actually took, you know, this fishing class and I learned all about, you know, the 13 other species of fish that are at the lake. And let me tell you more. Um, and it also helps people to want to return and use as a resource. So that's something that I uh, don't have a lot of specifics on right now, but we're hopeful uh, to be able to partner with cities and others in offering additional opportunities to go down with friends and family and spend time at the lake um, and really enjoy it. So I'd love to hear, Eric, any, any thoughts you've had as you've been working with the board and Representative Brammer, any teasers you might have for people for things that might be coming in the, the future? Well, Sam, uh, you put a lot of pressure on us. You're, you're, you're going to be pushing for people to come down and have an amazing experience. Uh, I think what, what we're going to try to do and make a, a huge priority is that we make sure that that experience that people are having when they come down to the lake is that positive experience that we're hoping for so that they want to come back. So we're looking at uh, adding another marina. We're working with Saratoga Springs City on adding a new marina, a beautiful facility up on the north end of the lake. Uh, we're also working with the Division of Water Quality on expanding our algae treatment uh, program. So in the summertime, when we know that there's blooms periodically and, and in isolated locations around the lake, we would like to make sure that at a minimum, uh, where folks are, are getting in the water at our marinas and at potentially some of our future swim beaches, uh, which are underway or being planned, uh, that they have that positive experience that there isn't algae in at a minimum in those locations. Uh, we're looking at various technologies for that, not just effective treatments, but also ways to make those treatments last longer. Uh, and then we're looking at, uh, from a holistic standpoint, improving and enhancing all of our marinas. 
this last year has been a great one for finding grants the last couple of years uh, and seeing those enhancements uh, rolled out in our marinas will be really fun uh, to see some some cool amenities at those marinas so that they're not just a boat launch but rather a destination park that people will uh, come in and spend the day at have uh, various options as far as rentals potentially food outlets so that it really can create that lake experience that that we've probably all experienced somewhere uh, and would love to have in our own backyards and that's what we hope to accomplish Awesome. Well, thanks, Eric, so much for uh, coming on with us and helping to update people. Um, uh, to those listening, as things continue to progress, we'll make sure we share updates here on the podcast, as well as you can visit our website uh, and check out our social media. Um, but we wanted to make sure that we loop people in, that you're aware of what's going on as these transitions happen, and hopefully excited for some of these things that are coming down the pipeline. So thank you for listening in, and uh, you'll continue to find us at utahlake.org and here on the Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun podcast. Thanks for listening to Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe so that you can receive notifications each time an episode comes out on Thursday mornings. And if there's something in here that you feel you can share, please post the link online, share with your friends, so that everyone else can also learn about the facts, fiction, and fun to do with Utah Lake. 